What's up, everyone? It's the Episode Ninja Podcast, where the guys and I do a deep dive into our favorite TV shows. We chat about legendary episodes, iconic characters, and hilariously classic quotes. It's like the late night combo you have with your friends after too much beer and not enough tacos. So grab a cold one and get ready. It's the Episode Ninja Podcast. Tonight, we are recording quarantined from our houses. No, not really. This is just typically, typically how we record from our houses. But it is a time in this country where a lot of people are in the world, in the world, world. sorry. Thanks for the correction, Dan. In the world where people are stuck inside. And what are you going to do when you can't go outside? You're going to watch TV. You're going to watch TV. Or listen to or listen, listen to podcasts. podcasts. I mean, you're probably going to listen to podcasts anyway, especially our podcast because it's great. True. Uh, ten out of ten is what I would give our podcast. Ten out of ten. Um, but uh, in this episode, we're going to talk about those binge worthy, those bingeable shows that you just sit there for hours on end, days. You just kill a whole weekend watching an entire TV series, right? And we're going to talk about like what makes a really bingeable show and list some of our favorite shows that we've binged in the past and we'll probably continue to continue to binge over and over. So when I'm when I'm kind of thinking about putting a list together of, you know, kind of binge worthy shows, because like you could you could you could argue any show that you sit down and watch over, you know, an X amount of time and you knock out a whole two seasons could be binge worthy. OK. But in my opinion, it kind of falls down into two categories, right? And you guys can agree or disagree, right? The first category is a show that is so good, right? That the plot, the story, the characters keep you so engaged that you've got to watch the next episode, right? You can't wait. You can't you can't pause that Netflix. You can't pause that Hulu to go do something else. You really need to stay up to two, three in the morning, finish that show to see what happens in the story, right? So there's that kind of group for me. And the other group is not necessarily something that's got a really compelling story to keep you on the hook, but more something that's just so, like, I don't know, just so comfortable, like, you know, that you can just watch over and over again. You don't get sick of it. Um, You know, something that's like, just makes you feel good hanging hanging out hungover on a Sunday Sunday afternoon and you could just watch it over and over. I mean, is that kind of how you guys picture a, a, a very bingeable show? Yeah, um, definitely agree with those two. And I don't know if this falls into the category of the second one for you, but I watch I binge watch shows a little differently than most. I mean, some shows, not all shows, but we'll kind of get into this later. But um. And, and again, I think this falls under your comfort thing where you just watch over and over. But I like to shuffle episodes. Um, so that, to me, is a mark of a good show where I can just sit an entire weekend and just shuffle and watch different episodes in complete random order and still enjoy it. And, I mean, I did it I did it this weekend with, uh, with Malcolm in the Middle. I mean, not the best show in the world, but it's one that I can sit down and enjoy. And you don't really need to follow a storyline because you know it's just a chaotic, you know, whatever. Um, but I wouldn't do that with a show like The Wire. That's one I'd need to watch in order and enjoy the storyline. So, I mean, I definitely agree with those two categories. With an addendum. Does it count as binging if you're shuffling? 
Definitely. <laughs> All right. Watching the same show for a long period of time. Do you think that there's different rules that come into play when you're talking about a show that you've seen like five, six times versus a show that is new that you've never seen before? You know, like, so let's say that there was some sitcom that had three seasons, right? And it pops up on Netflix and, you know, you just fall in love with it and you just knock out all three seasons. I mean, is that going to play, you know, differently than, let's say, The Office, which is obviously a show, great show. You love that show. You've seen it a million times. You can just watch it over and over again. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like, I guess what I'm getting at is the fact that you've already seen a show in its entirety, you know that it's good. You know the quality of the episodes are so good. Does that make a difference in whether or not it's a bingeable show, right? Like, I've seen all the episodes of Seinfeld, right? I know how good it is. So I can binge watch Seinfeld knowing that it's so good. Great It is a great show. shuffle show. I almost feel like, do we need, like, a third category, like a shuffle category? I mean, I watch a lot of my shows that way. So I would maybe, again, I kind of use it as an addendum to your second point um, because I kind of think it's the same thing, but it's just a totally different way to watch things. I mean, it, it changed, it changed me. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, but I, it, it I was, think, it was bogged. It was a game changer for sure. I think there's going to be some overlap between the categories. Like there are some shows that I can watch over and over again. But they also rely on like a serialized structure and an overall plot and stuff like that. Right, like the so wire. Like, a, yeah. like I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that with the wire. But there are also shows, for example, let's just say Game of Thrones, uh, that I think do qualify as binge-worthy shows. But I've seen that show. I used to be a fanatic, and I don't think I will ever watch it again. Bye. That being it's said, funny. if some if someone has never seen it before, it's an excellent binging show. It's it's funny you say that because. I saw this on Twitter the other day, and it, the tweet kind of blew up, and it even got on Reddit. Um, and it was Hank Lockwood at Henny's underscore E's. He said, the eighth season of Game of Thrones was so insultingly bad that people about to be locked in their houses for weeks on end, and no one is going to rewatch Game of Thrones. That's that's when you know you really fucked up. Like, people have no other options, and they're just like, nah, I'm good on Game of Thrones. I would kind of agree, I would kind of agree with that, because you kind of know... The ending of it, like I'll tell you this: before the eighth, before the eighth season, I probably binge watched Game of Thrones like four times, right? Like I watched the first couple seasons, then the fourth season came out, and we're like, "Oh, let's go back to the fucking first. You know what I mean? Over exact, well, that too, over and over again. It's a difficult, like that's why I didn't get into it. It's just a diff. That's a difficult one to sit down and binge. And I, in my opinion, because when I tried it, I tried, you know, I watched the full, yeah the full first season and it just like i just sat down and watched it probably in like two or three days and i was just like there's so much fucking information i need to remember for this goddamn show it's just not worth it it's just i don't want to keep watching it yeah we we could almost add additional categories where it's like there's two different kinds of binging shows like one where you have to pay attention while you're watching and one where you can be working or studying or whatever have it on the and have it on the background yeah that's a good call because i mean i have certain shows that i only watch when i sleep like, I don't sit here and watch The Office throughout the whole day. I'll have, you know, I'll listen to podcasts, I'll watch Dan Patrick's show, and then I'll throw something random on and just have it shuffle in the background so I don't really have to pay attention to it. The Office, I watch every night when I go to sleep, and I have for the past 10 to 15 years. It's like I can't sleep without it. 
you know, like a, a show we've been binging lately is uh, Narcos Mexico. And that's did you, just did the, you finish the nature two? of that show is that's like reading a book. Yeah. Yeah. It, a, it's complicated. Uh, B, there's a ton of characters and C, there's subtitles. So you cannot look away or you will be completely lost. Yeah. I did that when I started. I started watching Narcos Mexico, and I was, or no, the original Narcos, and I watched it all the way through, and I thought it was good, but like I could not look down on my phone once, and it's like I need, you know, I don't need to, but it's just one of those things where it's like it's nice to just refresh Twitter and see what's, see what what new was going wrong in the world. Yeah, you can't. I just finished Narcos as well, and you can't just like check your phone while you're watching it because if you miss a line of dialogue or two like it could be vital to the story you know and another show that i went back and uh watched was money heist on netflix which is a spanish show and the first time i tried to watch it i didn't get into it because it was all subtitles and i was just bored but then they went back and they dubbed it in english um and that I was actually okay with it, you know, like not having to like pay as much attention and read all the subtitles. Yeah, that's it's it's a good point to bring up the the different categories though. Um are you guys binging anything right now? Well, I just I just I, Narcos. I just finished cuz I went back to season 1 of Narcos Mexico cuz I forgot how it ended um with Felix and all that. So I went back, rewatched um That's not about a very good finale if you didn't remember it. Um, I just got so many things in my brain and I'm not that smart. So it's kind of hard to hold all this information. My daughter loves Narcos, by the way, loves the Mexican cartel. We watched Narcos together and, um, how, how old is your daughter for the benefit of the, of the audience? Four months, uh-huh. four months, but she is just very interested in the history of the Mexican cartel. She loves Chapo and just kind of seeing what's going on with Chapo. Um, you know, she respects Felix, but you know, he's a bad guy. So not, not loyal whatsoever. That's an astute assessment of a complicated political situation by a a four month old. She's sharp. That's all I'm going to say is she is sharp. Um, so I've got a, I've got a pretty lengthy list. So let's, let's dig in. How do you guys want to handle this? You guys want to take one sector at a time? Yeah, let's just let's just rotate like saying our picks because there's probably gonna be some overlap. Okay. Um, in terms of, I'm just gonna go based off current like what I'm currently watching. Um, so my first pick is gonna be Malcolm in the Middle. Um, like I mentioned earlier, this one is a shuffle show. Um, I have it. I have it on my Plex, and it's really shitty quality. But at least it's like shuffleable. I can't believe that Netflix and Hulu don't have that option yet. I'm, like, shocked by it, honestly. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, Malcolm in the Middle is great. I mean, it's really one of um, Brian Cranston's breakout roles. I mean, I would argue to say he's better in Malcolm in the Middle than he is in Breaking Bad. I um, think he's much, much better in that because I Just never got into Breaking Bad. stop saying stuff to be contrarian, Dan. I'm not. Just, yes, you are. I'm not. Yes, I you are. I swear to God. I swear to God. I'm watching this, and he has, he has impeccable timing with these kids. He is hilarious. He's great with with um with his wife you're on the just, show. You're making that point to be fucking funny. And no, I'm not. Okay. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Have you even seen? Do you Breaking think I'd bring Malcolm in the middle? You yes, have, I watched four ever... seasons. We've gone over this. It's. I thought it sucked. I, I stopped at the fly episode. How many Emmys did he get for Malcolm in the Middle? By the way, I think it did win a couple. 
to be honest. That he got I for his excellent acting. I didn't know I had to. I didn't know I had to have facts. I, I will say, <laughs> if you're gonna make a bold ass fucking statement, if you're gonna fucking Pepsi well, challenge just and just shit, what is you getting, have to what have is some getting facts. that. I mean, what does getting I, I will, mean? I mean, they <laughs> I hand those out say, like candy. I love, I love him in Breaking Bad, but the argument could be made that it's easier to ride the wave to success on such a fantastic show like Breaking Bad and let that lift the the tide up and you go up with it versus having a standout performance on a weird quirky sitcom like Malcolm in the Middle. So I think there's a, I mean, yeah, there could be some truth in the nonsense that Dan is spouting. Yeah. I, mean, I just think it takes a different style of acting. I think he's better at the comedic. I mean, I think he's I, I get it. Like I get why people like Breaking Bad. I couldn't get into it, but I, I appreciate it for what it was. I just I think I enjoy Malcolm a little better, and I think he he as maybe it's the character I don't know, but I think him as a comedian I think he's absolutely hilarious. And let's see, it's it's won a bunch of Emmys. Cloris Leachman won Outstanding Actress in a Comedy Series for Malcolm Little. All right, I, well, uh, that. <laughs> first on my list was a, a show called Breaking Bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is one of those where it's serialized, it's, it's you know, a drama, but it's one of those where I can go back and watch it over and over again just because some of my, like, if I had to pick, like, the top 10 most memorable TV show moments that I remember, like, at least two of them are from Breaking Bad, and it's just such a fantastic show that it's worth many, many rewatches. It's one I'm actually considering, like, watching during this when I run out of shit or when I just keep shuffling and I keep seeing the same episodes over and over again. Yeah. And let's, let's throw a better call Saul in with there with that as well. Cause it, it's based like at this point, it's basically breaking bad without Jesse and Walter. Um, they've sort of closed the loop and tied the timelines together a lot. So also an excellent, excellent show in a different way. I kind of gave up on that one, but I did like the first couple seasons. What about you, Chris? Um, I just want to say I definitely agree with Breaking Bad um, was on my list as well. Uh, so one show that was definitely a, a, a show I binged the shit out of. Um, I had no idea. Like, it wasn't something that was, you know, I saw a promotion for. It wasn't something that I was looking um, out for. It just was on Netflix and it was like recommended like, a, you know, a few years ago. And I was like, all right, let's start watching it. Stranger Things, right? I didn't really know shit about Stranger Things. My wife and I just put it on and two, three episodes in and I was like, this is fucking great. And I feel like Stranger Things, the season plays out as a really long movie, right? It's not like there's a lot of time that happens over the course of a season where it's like something happens and then, you know, a week later or a month later, you know, it's like days or hours. And so... And the, um, you know, the show is just very suspenseful and it just locks you in, right? And I feel like, you know, season one came out and I watched it over the weekend. And then same thing with season two. And I know that, like, you know, just kind of reading stuff on the internet when a new season comes out, like, people are like, oh, it's out at midnight on, like, a Thursday. And they're, like, literally staying up all night to, like, finish this fucking season, um, and so that kind of stands out to me as like something where I just have to keep going. Like I, and I will not only when, um, the first seasons came out that I binge watch it, but if a new season came out, I went back to the fucking beginning and then binge watched it 
to the new season. So that's that's a top one for me. Have you seen Stranger Things, Dan? Yeah, I don't really like scary stuff. Really? I've heard it's, it's not scary, scary really. Or, or dogs. He's scared of dogs. I love dogs. What are you talking about? Not the fucking John Wick. Yeah, I love dogs. That's why I don't like John Wick. But yeah. I, you hate dogs. Yeah, I I agree with I agree with Chris. Stranger Things is a great choice. Uh, and they've done a good job of maintaining the quality too. Like there was have been some high expectations just because that show is so huge and that they've done a pretty good job so far. Uh, what you got next on your list, Danny? Um, I'm gonna take this one from Chris because I'm sure he has it on his list, but it is Curb Your Enthusiasm. One of my favorite shows to just sit down. That's not a shuffle show for me. I'll do it every once in a while. But I like I've I recently did it probably a month or so ago. I just restarted Curb and just watched pound it all, all the way through it just because um one of the funniest shows on TV, super I mean, it's been on forever. So if you go back and watch the first season, it's just funny because like at one point Larry gets like a GPS and he like figures out how to use it and it's like the greatest thing in the world because it was just I mean it was probably from like two thousand five or whatever. Um, you could see the technology develop, but you could see the ever, you know, all the other characters develop, but you could see Larry stay the same. Um, and it's still running today. I think this season has been great. Um, and so it was nice to kind of go back and start over at the beginning. I mean, I think there's been great episodes. Yes. There's been, there's been two really, and really, really good And that's really all you can ask though. I mean, at this point it's been on for so goddamn yeah. long. So like how. Not to cut you off, but I just want to add this note from me. Totally agree with you. Curb, definitely on my list of shows that are comfort shows for me that I can just watch over and over. But specifically, Curb is a show that makes episodes for me bingeable. And what I mean by that is Curb will release an episode that is so good that I need to watch it over and over within, like, the span of days. Like, the season premiere of, was it season 10, Dan? Right? Uh, yeah. 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 So the season premiere, which was fucking on point, I had to watch like two or three times. Like I needed to watch it over and over again. And normally if I watch something, a TV episode or a movie and I've, and I've seen it recently, I don't want to fucking see it again. Right. Like if I watch something and my wife's like, I didn't see that. Let's watch it. I'm like, I don't, I don't want, we just watched this. I don't want to see this movie again. We just saw it a month ago, but like curb for some reason, like just they just did the John Hamm episode and I, I watched it and the next day at lunch I watched it again. And this is like the only show that I like binge episodes like on repeat and like watch the same episode over and over because it's that fucking good. Yeah, and there's like a lot of little things that happen through an episode too that you won't notice the first time and you almost have to rewatch it in order to get the joke. So I definitely definitely get that with Curb. So that's one of the reasons I had it on my list as well. It's just a great show to sit down and I mean, it's one that you could have on in the background, but you also kind of want to pay attention to it because there's, like I said, there's a lot of things going quick and you got to see all the crazy shit Larry does. Yeah, I got to bite my tongue because I'm going to go into a curb rant and just go into a rant about the last episode. So, Steve, go ahead. So, the next one I have, uh, which actually hits a lot of the same bullet points about curb, which is interesting because I don't really like curb all that much, is Bojack Horseman. Uh, so, I literally just finished binging this show within the last week or two. Um, I've heard rumors that there may be another season, but as far as I know, it's, it's ended. Um, and it, so I guess for some background of this show, it's a, it's a weird cartoon where there's like 
people and also like animal-like people. So the main character is a horse uh, voiced by Will Arnett, who was like a chill, like a sitcom star in the 90s. What? And now he's washed oh, up. He's oh, not, I mean the character, not Will Arnett. Uh, oh, okay. no, it's a horse. And... Yes. Oh, you didn't know Will Arnett was a horse who was Don't forget to mention Don't forget to mention the animals um, fuck humans. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Yes, yeah, there's a lot of bestiality. Um, and the whole show takes place in Hollywood, or for the most part in Hollywood. So if you're just a fan of television and media in general, there's so many references and like tiny weird like posters referencing shows and and banners and and background phenomenal guests like that yeah the guests are some of the guests they phenomenal they get everybody and they just do a fantastic job and you don't know if the guest is going to be themselves or they're going to be like a an animal version of themselves or they're going to be something completely different like they got rami malik to be a a recurring character for an, an entire season uh i i just i just watched an episode uh where there was a Jessica Biel character and they were stuck underground and the Jessica Biel character was basically like burning people and was going to like resort to cannibalism, like uh, making her look like a fucking crazy bitch. And then I, I finished watching it and it was like, Oh no, Jessica Biel played herself. So like they're getting like the real actors to like play fucking like themselves and just these crazy ass characters. Yeah. And it's like every episode has a solid, at least one uh, guest star. I'm, I'm kind of old school. I like my cartoons to do terrible impressions of the celebrities like South Park. I, I don't know if I like having them on there making fun of themselves or to have the show make well, fun of them. Well, it was weird because the Jessica Biel character didn't sound like Jessica Biel. And I assumed it wasn't her. And then I was like, oh shit, that was her. That didn't sound like her. Yeah, like like Daniel Radcliffe played himself on an episode. Um, like, yeah, it's crazy. And it gets... It touches on some very serious topics, but it's also very funny and like very tightly packed comedy and and tons of references. Like it's it's definitely one I'm gonna have to go back and watch again. Like I just watched like a ten minute like highlight reel on YouTube of all. There's like a recurring joke where uh, like you request a banner for a party and it's like oh use a pretty font and they always write like use a pretty font on the banner and there's like fifty different occurrences of that happening in in the show and, and stuff like that. Great show. Next on my list um, is another drama. And again, similar to Stranger Things, it's a Netflix show, which I didn't have sort of, you know, any idea what to expect. It kind of just popped up in my suggestions. Um, It was a Jason Bateman show. I said, this looks cool. I'll watch it. And that's Ozark. And I binged the fuck out of this show. Um, And again, just like Stranger Things, I had to watch every episode right away. And then the second season came out. And again, I went back to the first season and binged first season back to the second. And I think what was great about this show is you have a lot of quality dramas, right, Um, that we've we've done podcasts on, like... um, you know, like The Wire, Breaking Bad, and things like that. And typically, uh, Sopranos comes to mind, even though we didn't do a podcast on it. But, like, typically a drama like this, it takes several episodes to build up the characters and kind of hook you, right? Like, 
a lot of those shows that I named, you're not really that interested right away. And then something happens and you're like, I'm fucking hooked. But for Ozark, for me, I was hooked right after the first fucking episode. Because it was, I always compare it to Breaking Bad, but they just skip all the bullshit, right? Like, there's no, like, hey, um, I don't I don't know, I forget the character's name, but Jason Bateman is basically a money launderer for the Mexican cartel. Um, and, like, they don't fucking um, deal with any bullshit. Like, hey, this is how you got into it, like... Boom, he's fucking launderer and money's missing and he finds that Ollie's partner did it and like all this action happens and they move the fucking Ozarks to avoid the cartel and all this shit. Um, and it's just fucking great from the get-go. And I think that like every episode is action-packed and I, I can't believe they packed so much fucking shit in one fucking episode or one season, I should say. And um, the acting's great. Characters are fucking great. Um, and it's a fucking great vengeable show for me. And season three is coming out on the 26th. So guess what? That means I'm going to fucking go back to season one, watch season one, season two, and prep for season three. Yeah, I agree. I love Ozark. I'm excited for the, the next season. Um, this one's kind of older, um, but it's in it's. I caught it on Netflix, but I think it was on NBC, but um, The West Wing. Um, that was one that kind of falls under the category of something really interesting and the story happens and you want to keep watching it. I remember the first time I went through it, there were certain moments in the show where, you know, there was like the shooting episode where everybody gets shot. Someone tried to shoot the president. You know, there's certain moments in that show where it's like, Oh shit. Like, and you, you, again, it's one of those ones where you remember what time it was when this was on. And it was, it was just a different world back then clearly. Um, But I mean, president Bartlett, I think he's awesome. I think Martin Sheen does an incredible job in that role. And the cast around him is just so good that, I mean, Rob Lowe, um, I can't think of the lady who who plays CJ, but um, there's just, there's great compelling characters and it really, I mean, it shows you a different side of, um, of the White House. I mean, it it shows how much work these people actually have to put in to keep this country running. And I've read that it's pretty accurate in terms of what it, what it shows, not necessarily how things get done, but how much work people have to actually put in this. Um, so it was a show I found really interesting and, and it kept me wanting to, to keep watching. Dan, can I ask you a question? Sure. Now, I don't mean this in a bad way because there are, sh- there are, there are shows that I will admit to watch that are not typical shows that I should be watching. Okay. This is a show I shouldn't be watching. Are you the only person under 50 that watches West Wing? I, I have friends who are very, like, 10 years ago when I, you know, early 20s, who are very, fa- really? very passionate I know people who the have the, the yeah. DVDs. I knew somebody in college who had the DVDs okay. of the West Wing. I mean, maybe I'm missing some. I watch a lot of, you bull- are. I watch a lot of bullshit shows, too. Have you watched so the West Wing? It's not a bullshit show. It's a very serious show. Okay. It's, it's, it's just, it, I'm, it's I'm, not like Veep. I'm not saying that it's not a Veep's serious a great show. show. It, it, hold on a second. I'm not saying it's not a serious show. I'm not saying it's not a good show. I'm just saying that, in my opinion, it just seems like a show and someone older would watch. And that's I mean, all. for sure. That's why I caught it on Netflix. It was on when I was like 11. But it's still a great show. And sometimes you, you, can, still get, you can get into a show and like randomly. Like, and here, you know, you can make fun of me for this. Like when I was in college, 
I don't know why you're making fun of me for the West. I'm not making fun of you. It just seems like an odd choice for someone, you know, I mean, I in their with 20s the obvious ones. to watch. And maybe, I can go with the obvious ones, but I don't think we're going to do a show on the hold, West Wing. So hold I on think a it's... second. I'm just saying, like, I'm just curious on how someone got... Okay, let me finish my story. When I was in college, right, I worked a third shift at FedEx. At, at the zoo? Oh. No, at FedEx. I, I worked a third shift. And... The only thing that was on TV, like when I would get home or I would stay up late or whatever, was fucking Matlock. And like for whatever reason, I got into Matlock, right? Which is a show that like fucking 80 year old people watch, right? Um, but for whatever reason, Matlock was really interesting to me. This is Aaron Sorkin written. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, Chris, do you like the show The Newsroom? Like, that's, you can make the same argument. Like, it's, yeah. Yeah. I'm not. Hold on a second. No, I'm saying. I'm saying it's a phenomenal. I'm did, trying to. I'm did, just, did I ever say that it was a bad show? Oh, uh, you was. You did I ever I say it was a bad you. show? I. You haven't really gotten there yet. You no, I. It, so it's hard well, for you to good say. Good thing we're recording this. Because um, we can go back. We can go back where I specifically say, I'm not saying it's a bad show. It's just a show that, in my opinion, I think was odd for someone in their 20s to go watch but like people watch all sorts of shit like my my fucking in-laws who are like late 60s they watch um what's the show on mtv with uh rob ridiculousness yeah and ridiculousness like, they watch ridiculousness like they come to my yeah, house and they watch that this. show i can i can validate that and i'm like how are you watching this this is the dumbest show they're like no it's funny watch this he's gonna show a video and i'm like get the fuck out of here tosh point more is, weed tosh point oh is still going on that's crazy that show's been on for like 15 years it feels like, like i remember tosh point oh when i was in college you know what he's just doing his thing making money yeah, I mean, I can't can't fault them. Can't I mean, fault keep them. doing it until they stop you. But it's one of those things where you got to run out of YouTube videos eventually, right? Okay. For the record, not saying West Wing was bad. We just, haven't seen it. I I haven't seen it. I just how can it you judge just it? One, it's just one of the shows that you should watch it. It's a good show. Okay. Okay. It's nice to watch a competent person in that office, even if it's fake. That's true. I agree with that. What do you got, Steve? Oh, what should I pick next? Uh, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with one uh, out of left field a little bit, but I know you guys haven't seen it, and I've mentioned this on the podcast before. It is Avatar: The Last Airbender. Uh, I maintain that this is one of the greatest television shows ever made, up there with the likes of Breaking Bad and The Wire, despite it being a Nickelodeon cartoon from the mid 2000s. Wasn't it a terrible that, movie too? Like, didn't, yes. didn't they make a movie uh, that M. Night bombed? Shyamalan made a movie, uh, and just botched it terribly. Changed like changed stupid stuff, like changed the pronunciation of characters' names for no reason. Like, but Netflix actually bought the rights and they're making it into a new live action TV series, which should be interesting. Anyway, this is a on the surface, it's a children's show, very goofy dealing with kid problems, but then it also deals with like very serious world impacting issues like war and torture and death and, and that sort of thing. Crazy like world building and lore behind it and stuff like that. Um, very satisfying like story arc that maintains and gets better even throughout the short run of the show. So I'm going to get you guys to watch it at some point. It is legit incredible. 
Okay. Okay. It seems seems like an odd one to choose, if you ask me. Okay. Um, no, I'm just kidding. What do you got, Chris? So anything on that or anything <laughs> on the next show? Uh, so this is uh, a show that just came out on uh, Disney Plus, and um, it was again kind of similar in the sense where I feel like it was structured where it could have been a long ass movie. Um, the way the story played out, but it definitely just kept me, you know, wanting to continue watch episode after episode. And that's the Mandalorian, right? Like if you're a Star Wars fan, like myself, like Steve, and you you don't like Star Wars, right, Dan? I do. I've seen like six of them. Okay. I haven't seen the new ones, but I've seen the original six. Um, um, you know, the, the Mandalorian, uh, you know, it was, uh, I think written and directed by John Favreau or just directed, but anyways, um, he did a fantastic job. Like just the story, you know, all the little baby Yoda memes aside, like this was a really well done show. And I just thought that the whole season just was put together so well, there wasn't really, an episode where I was like, oh, that was, you know, because sometimes you'll watch a show and there's like a filler episode, right? Where, and it, and and a filler episode sucks if it's like a weekly show, right? Where like you've got to wait seven days for the next episode. Um, and if you get one of those episodes that are kind of filler, aka shitty episodes, that sucks. But I felt like the entire season of Mandalorian was just great. Um, and maybe I'm a little biased because I fucking love Star Wars, but... I mean, it, it was it was great in my opinion, and I just fucking binge binged the hell out of it. Yeah, I agree. I love that show. I have a short thirty second aside about that show. I don't know if you guys heard about this or not. Like the way they filmed it was pretty crazy. So it was like filmed in like on a film studio, but it looks like they're outside in like deserts and jungle planets and stuff like that. There's no green screen. It's literally like a giant TV screen or like series of screens behind them. And then it's projecting like a real time rendered background, like using a video game engine that's connected to the position of the camera so that the position of the trees and all that stuff shifts when the camera moves. So it looks realistic. And I guess a Disney executive came on the studio and yelled at them because he told them not to build a bunch of expensive sets, not realizing that it was this crazy like 3D projection behind the, the set. So and it looks super realistic and, and well done. Like that's the future of filmmaking, apparently. It's some pretty crazy stuff. I would have never guessed that. That shit looked legit. Well, speaking of awesome effects and whatnot, I'm gonna I'm gonna put two bundle two shows together. Um, both were on MTV. Both are semi-reality shows that have absolutely no special effects whatsoever. Um, but that would be Robin Big, because you already mentioned Rob Deerdeck. I loved Robin Big. That was like one of my favorite shows. I used to watch with my sister all the time. I bought it the DVDs for her birthday one year. It's only like three seasons. Still holds up. Definitely one you need to watch like consecutively because there's like a storyline. Um, and the second one, which is why Chris probably took a deep breath and sighed. Um, is Viva La Bam. Um, one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, it reminds me of a simpler time when life was easier and you could just fuck around with your friends. I wasn't a huge Jackass fan, but I loved Bam Margera and Ryan Dunn. So I was like all in on Viva La Bam. Uh, five seasons, absolutely hilarious. Um, 
every episode. It's one I could shuffle or watch in order, but I don't know if we've had this conversation before. Did the 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 um term antiquing was that Viva La Bam or was that um I'm pretty sure that's Jackass. Jazz Jackass where they would throw They the kinda flower. meld together the time. But didn't Bam say. like he would throw a f- flower in his dad at his dad? Yeah, well or he would do it to like someone that's sleeping. Because um, that's like kind of hilarious antics, right? Those are the types of hilarious antics you get in every episode. I, I did mean, it to my friend, and I filmed it. It was great, by the way. Well, we need, we need so to why aren't you a Viva La Bam? Why aren't you a Viva La Bam fan? What, what happened Here's there? Here's the thing: I've never said like it was bad, but you like you you have such a hard on for Viva La Bam. You bring it up all the time. You want like <laughs> I just want to de- do one you, podcast you on it. Dedicate just, a whole podcast. I mean, I absolutely do. I mean, there's shit that I watched. And I'm like, yeah, that's good. I enjoy it, but I'm not gonna like go out and be like, we need to dedicate like 60 minutes of like you know like. All of us talking about it, you know? I know. There's a lot better shows out there. But, again, this – it reminds me of being a teenager, not having any cares in the world. It's just – it's more reminiscent for me than anything. So I know they're not quality TV shows. I I know that. They're like 12 episodes a season. But they go quick. They're funny. Funny shit happens. And I I can just laugh for 20 minutes. Hey, this is your list. You can put whatever you want on it. I'm kind of winging it, to be honest. I'm just looking at my Plex and looking at a couple different things. But, I mean, another one I'll throw in there, too. This was on Comedy Central. Um, again, semi-reality. Not, I mean, it's not, but it pretended to be. Reno 911. Another phenomenal show. I can watch. I can put that on shuffle and watch any episode and laugh my ass off. There, and that's it's coming, coming back, back, right? Yeah, it's going to be on that Quibi. new app where it's like 10-minute episodes. Oh, like Quib or something? Quib, yeah. Yeah, that, Quib raised like almost a billion fucking dollars or something. It was like ridiculous. Yeah, and the first thing they did was buy Reno nine one one. It'll be weird though. I mean, they're all older. It, all that shit is always weird when they do reunions. Like, I just sure don't. I just don't know why they think that like TV is not on the phone already. Like their whole pitch is like, "Hey, this is TV for your phone in like ten minute segments." It's like, yeah, I don't get it. Okay, I mean, we can watch TV on our phones now. I don't get it, but I, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's not like 10-minute episodes are a new thing, like SpongeBob and like a bunch of Cartoon Network shows have done 12-minute episodes for a long, long time. And the thing is, too, like if I only have 10 minutes to watch a show or 15 or 20, then I'll just – I'm fine with watching 10 minutes of a 60-minute show and coming back, not bothering me whatsoever. That being said, I – don't think I'll be a subscriber to this app necessarily, but I'll try to find a way to watch these because I'm just looking forward to seeing the cast back together. Mm. Is SpongeBob your next one, Steve? Was that if my wife was on the show, it, it would be on the list. Um, uh, so I'm gonna pick one. Uh, this is sort of similar to what we were talking about earlier, where it's it's complicated and it has subtitles, and that is a Netflix German show called Dark. Uh, it is probably one of the most complicated shows I've ever watched. Uh, it deals with time travel and like overlapping timelines and stuff like that, but it is incredible. Like they very gradually introduce new characters and then turns out those new characters were actually sometimes the same characters you already knew at different ages and stuff like that. Um, but it is, it is bananas. Like, on the surface, it's sort of like a Stranger Thingsy type show in Germany, 
but it gets much, much crazier than that. So I uh, highly recommend it. It's on Netflix. Yeah, I've heard of you. I've yeah. heard that. It That's is a good one. Okay, so I'm I'm not uh, you know, disqualifying how good the show is because I'm sure it's great. I just think it's one of those shows that it just with, with that being said, Larry no, David. no, motherfucker, <laughs> I didn't say that. But but look, okay, it's and it's there. There are shows that just take a while to get into, and they're hard to get into. Okay, and I'm not saying that Dark isn't good, but you recommended it to me, and I try to watch it, and the first episode episode is very difficult to get into. But that doesn't mean that it's not a great show. And I'm gonna and this is a perfect segue into my next um bingeable show on my list, and that's Succession. Okay. Succession, which is a very popular show, won a bunch of fucking Emmys, right? Last year. Um, I'm pretty sure it won Best Drama too. But according to Dan, Emmys don't mean shit. No, I give them all the candy. Um You get an Emmy. You get an Emmy. The Succession was one of those shows where it just took time to build up these characters. And I probably rewatched the first episode three fucking times because I would watch it, not be impressed, and then there would be something else on. But because the lack of current shit that was on, we just had we just said, hey, we're gonna we're gonna watch Succession because there was nothing else on. And we watched the I don't know if it's two up two seasons or three or whatever, but we watched it all the way through. And it was fucking great. It was really great. And it just took some time. And maybe that's just like Dark, right? So I, I agree with you that Dark, based on the premise of the show, is probably fantastic. But it's just one of those things that could take a minute. I mean, there's things like, and I'm sure this, this I'm not going to spoil anyone's, you know, oh, this was my secret list item. But The Wire, The Wire is a show that like takes a while to get oh, into. Oh, I disagree. I could not disagree more. You're telling me the first time you watched The Wire, the first I was episode hooked. you're hooked, get the fuck I out was, of here. Nothing happens in the first, like, three episodes. Exactly. I totally agree it with takes, Chris. It yeah. takes a while. To, mm-mm, and mm-mm, The Wire is one of my favorite shows ever. I think it's one of the best shows ever. So I'm not I'm not telling you it's not a good show. I just think that, like... <laughs> having it, said that. Having said that, <laughs> I think it just takes a minute to get into the show. We're going to we're gonna label this one, <laughs> Having Said That, by Chris. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, I, I, I honestly, I haven't watched The Wire in probably a year or two, so it's hard. I, I guess I don't really remember the first two, three episodes in detail, but I remember watching The Wire and being like, that was one where it would fall into the category of something really interesting happens, and I can't wait to see what happens next. And again, it's one of those ones that's been on since it was on in the late 90s when it started. I mean, they start with bugging um, beepers before they even get to cell phones. I mean, it, it's, but it's, that's almost where I enjoy it because. It was such a different time, but it's but it's you're see you can't look at it because like if you've watched the wire once through and then you're like, well, I can go back and watch it from the beginning, no problem, because you already know the characters and you're never really going to be able to like undo the fact that you know the characters. Yeah, my memory's not that great. You know what I mean? Like even with I'm pretty sure Sopranos took me a while to get into too, right? But like if you know the like. That didn't take me. That's another one where I was pretty much instantly. But again, I watched it ten years after the fact. I wasn't watching it in real time, so I don't. And, and I kind of knew the basis of the story, and I knew kind of what was coming. I feel like most good dramas, they that's how they work. Is it just takes a while 
to develop the character. There's a lot of nuance to the character. They don't just throw everything at you at once, you know, and it winds up being a great show. Um, but it's, yeah, it's just, it's just different going back once you, once you've watched it. So what's, what's your, what's your next show, Dan? How, well, how many more are we doing? I guess is my question. Cause. Well, why don't we do, why don't we just do, uh, just list what you've have it. Like just, just do a runoff of whatever else you want to say and then we'll go through once so you could list as many as you want just real quick well i was going to put these two together in the same category and not only because they were on the same channel at the same time but i think they're very similarly written i think they're both great shows um and that would be new girl and brooklyn 99 um new girl took me forever to get into because i was not a zoe deschanel fan um not that I didn't like her, but I just wasn't like a whole fan of her whole singing thing. And I, I had seen the first episode and she sings through the entire thing. And it was just like, is this how the whole show is going to be? Um, but then I think like a year or so ago, someone finally got me to sit down and watch it. And it's it's a great show with great characters, um, great moments. And actually, it's a similar story for me with Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, that was one people had been telling me. I think you guys were even telling me for years. Like, dude, you're going to like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Trust me. You're going to like it. You're going to like it. And I just kept holding off and holding off, and I finally started watching it, and I loved it. And it's to this day, I mean, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is still going on. I think this season, season seven, has been fantastic. I think it's been a great season, and I'm happy that they were able to move to NBC and keep going. Is it? Is yes, it, I think it, it has been. I, think, I thought the Pimento, I'm, I'm Memento episode was great. Do you have to challenge, like, you let Steve just walk by <laughs> with whatever show, and then everyone I bring up, it's like, really? I mean, should we? I thought that's the whole premise is that <laughs> you just we're adversaries me. on this podcast and we have to argue. No God, one argues with Steve. Everyone just loves Steve. Everyone loves Steve. No one argues with Steve. Let so. me get one. No, I think this season has – I don't think it's the greatest season ever, but I thought the they did the um, – was this season the one where they did the um, – where they were delayed or was that last season? So they didn't do the uh, Halloween episode. It was uh, – That was last year. Oh, Okay. But no, I thought the Pimento Memento episode was great. I thought the stuff with Jake and Amy has been really good this year. Um, there hasn't been too much Charles, which I love Charles, but like he can be a little over, he can be a little much. They did the Jimmy Jabs too. Like I was happy, like I was just happy to see that back. The whole, all the stuff with Holt has been great, and then the latest episode with Wunsch, that I, I think it's been great. Steve, what's left on your list? Uh, I have two that I can kind of group together. Uh, and that is The Simpsons and Futurama. These are ones where I can watch on... Futurama, I tend to watch in order because uh, I don't even know why, but I don't know. It just works that, better that way. Um, and The Simpsons is probably one of my all-time favorite shows. I know I, I've said that about like five shows on this this episode so far, but um, specifically, I shuffle seasons two through 13 of the Simpsons. Some people would narrow that down to more like three through eight, but that's generally considered like the golden age of the Simpsons, which if you were going to build a list of like best comedy episodes of, of all time from TV, probably at least five Simpsons episodes could easily be placed on that list. You, you could build, um, you could build that list. You do. You I do could. run a website that does that. I have the power. Yeah, just uh, something to consider. I may or may not have worked on that. Um, oh, okay. Uh, and then one other one I'll throw in quickly is Scrubs. Mm -hmm. I love Scrubs. Mm -hmm. We should do a whole episode on Scrubs. Yep. Um, 
everything from like the character development to the music to music like great. Their, yeah, they're dealing with serious issues to lighthearted issues. Like it's it's just a fantastic. Show and not to get too deep on this either, but because I do want to do an episode on it too, I agree with that. But from what I understand, it's very very accurate medically. Like of all the shows that have been about you know like uh, Grey's Anatomy, all these all these other shows, ER. Like, they're good, but this is the most accurate in terms of, like, what doctors actually deal with to show the process to become a doctor and then what happens after that. It's I, – I could not agree more with Scrubs. What's left on your last list, Chris? Okay, so kind of from the group that is that, you know, drama show with the story that you want to keep going, um, I did have Game of Thrones on there, but I do agree that, you know, based on last season, it's – it's, you know, a sore spot in a lot of people's, you know, minds, so they're not going to want to go back and binge it. But also Jack Ryan, right? Um, you know, this was, uh, you know, I, I kind of, um, you know, was excited for this because, you know, you got John Krasinski. I'm a big fan of his. Um, and it was just great. It was well-written. And you I bunk from The Wire, and too, And you got right? bunk, yeah. And uh I, I definitely binged the hell out of the first season and binged the hell out of the second season. So that was great. And along the same lines of that spy espionage type uh, drama, you have Homeland, you know. And I know that Homeland's been on for a while. And, you know, not everyone likes Homeland because you have, you know, a lot of – I don't want to say – I mean, I do feel like there there's a lot of um, – scenes that are intense and there's a lot of action to it but then you have a lot of like hey just agents talking and you know not a lot going on and you have to really kind of respect interaction between the actors and things like that but i do really like homeland i think it's i, I believe it's in its last season right now but it's definitely it's still on yeah yeah i think eight i remember watching that shit in college seasons. and i gave up after like four seasons because i thought it got goofy. i love carrie matheson i love oh i hate Claire. her what I hate her. I'm just salty that they killed off Brody after the first season. Like, well, ah, spoiler. He's billions. spoiler. Billions is great. Billions is great. Spoiler. Billions is another, another show you could fucking binge watch. I love Billions. Another, also another British guy who does an incredible American accent. They all do. They're all good at it. Um, but then kind of on my list of just shows like that are comfort shows that I can watch anytime – we talked about The Office, Seinfeld, even though it's super dated, I can just watch it over and over again. We talked about that. It still holds up. Um, this isn't a super popular show, but I love this show so much. Is Psych. I am a fucking oh, yeah. Psych fan. I love Psych. I love Psych. There's another movie coming out soon. I love James Roday in A Million Little Things. Um, I just... I fucking love Psych, and I've watched it like five times. It's just one of those things where, like, maybe once every eighteen months, I just go back and watch the entire thing because it's so great. Um, and then these last two things, which are kind of reality shows for me, um, which I can just throw on and just watch like hours on end, even if I've seen it. Any any fucking HGTV show, any like I'll just watch HGTV, watch all these motherfuckers flip a house, watch all these people like. And I'm old for watching West Wing. What's that? I don't know anybody under thirty that or under forty that watches HGTV. Oh, a lot of people watch HGTV. That, un, no. Under unless forty, unless if yeah. you have a house, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you have a house and you're going to remodel, do you have a house? If you're like, do you have a house? No. no. Well, then you're not in that group. 
Um, I just know my parents watch it all the time. It's okay. like the only that they DIY have, network they own a house. all that's on. They own a house. Once you own a house, you will appreciate HGTV. And then lastly is Chopped. You guys watch Chopped on Food Network? Yeah, I, I love fucking Chopped. Love Chopped. That's, what, that's one of the few like cooking shows that I still watch. You know? Like, what, what are you going to fuck like, make? You got like a basket with marshmallows, uh, sirloin steak, and gummy bears. Go. And they fucking got to go do something. It's just fucking great. Yeah, Chopped. I, I like Chopped, but I... If I was like to do a comparative show, I liked uh, Bar Rescue. Bar Rescue is great. That's yeah. another very bingeable show. Yep, I agree a thousand percent. Um, just to finish up my list, because I, I guess I didn't really list off all of them. I also had Scrubs. Um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Um, these are more shuffle shows for me that I can just throw on any episode um, and just kick back and, and relax. Um, Parks and Recreation, uh, another one. I really don't like to watch any episodes of that before, like season two or three, whenever Adam Scott and Rob Lowe showed up, like that's when I think the show really hit its stride. So I generally skip those earlier episodes. Um, and then 30 Rock, another phenomenal show that had an incredible run. Um, I've got to go back and rewatch 30 Rock because it's, so it's been quite a while since I've watched it. It's it's so good. Do you know, um, do you know what uh, service that's on, if that's on any? It used to be on Netflix, um, but it might be on, it'll be on Hulu. I bet it'll be on Peacock whenever that comes Oh, out. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. Good call. Um, last two here, uh, King of Queens. I know that's, again, kind of a random one, but it was it's still on today. Um, but my college roommate used to watch that all the time, so I kind of got into it by default. Um, but I absolutely love that show. Um, and the one I'll end on is that 70s show. That's another one where I can just shuffle and watch any episode and just laugh my ass off. Which, also, by the way, because I don't think we're going to do a Malcolm in the Middle episode... Um, did you know Francis, the brother from Malcolm in the Middle, is brothers with Danny Masterson, who plays Hyde? I did. You know did that. know that? Did you know Danny that? Danny Masterson's also a, a piece of shit. Yes, their whole family is like actors. So you knew that too? Yeah, like uh, I forget her name. I thought that was a good fact. There's a there's a chick on The Walking Dead, and I haven't seen Walking Dead in like three years. But like, she's the sister in the Masterson family, and like the four or five brothers are all actors too. Um, and I think that like, you know, Danny might be the most popular one, but like, I read that both of them both dated Laura Prepon too in real life, which is interesting. Um, I always thought when I was watching Malcolm Middle, like when I was younger, I always thought that Francis was related to Neil Patrick Harris because they look so much alike, but no, it's Hyde's brother. Do you include, uh, what is it? Season eight of that seventies show after Eric left? Yeah. Without do you, Eric. Do you shuffle with and that Ashton Kutcher. No, I really don't. I don't like that new guy. I don't really like Blonde Donna. It's it's one of those like Scrubs, like Scrubs. Like I won't watch the the last season of Scrubs where they're at meds. Like it's just so bad, it almost ruins the show. So I just avoid it. Like I, I I'm pretty sure I deleted the last season off my Plex. Like I just don't even. I disagree, but we can dig into that in the future. I mean, if it was a separate, sh- yeah, that's a good point because <laughs> I can go on for this for a while. But um, Scrubs is definitely up there too. That's another shuffle show where I can just throw it on. I think Chris, I actually owe you some a list of the best episodes for that, so we can get ready for the Scrubs podcast. I should get on that. So yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much my list. Yeah, and I think you know we if if these are shows you guys haven't seen, like we are recommending any of these shows that we've talked about. I mean, we're not going to binge watch shows that we don't think are great quality that most people are going to enjoy. 
Um, you know, even flipping shows on HGTV, even The West Wing. You guys will like these shows. You need to watch The West Wing because I need to. I need to break this stigma. I've you never have with it. fucking said that The West Wing was bad. I just don't know anyone that was Having young that. that fucking watches The West Wing. If you and Having your friends s- would go play beer pong and watch The West Wing, good Who for you. Plays beer pong and watches the TV show. I I watch TV and play beer pong by yourself. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm used to having sports on in the background and shit, and there's no goddamn sports on, so that's another reason to, to binge some some of these shows. Because um, you got plenty of time, so use it wisely. So take our list. You got time. Wash your hands. Binge wash these shows. Don't touch your face. Don't touch your face. If we miss something, hit us up on Twitter, Instagram. And, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Stay safe. See ya.